When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. And, uh, yeah, well, look, I have taken a couple of days to recover from a massive week in Darwin. I'm sure one man that is, uh, well, he's a seasoned galloper up there at Darwin, and that is Andrew O'Toole. Andrew, how did you pull up? No rest for the wicked, uh, Sammy. No rest for the wicked. Back in the office at eight o'clock on Tuesday morning. A <laughs> little bit worse. A no. little bit worse for wear after a few beers on the Monday night. But uh, all good, mate. All good. Oh, that's fantastic. I, um, Andrew, I, I thought I'd be hosting this show on my own this week because I didn't think we'd ever see Sam Holland again <laughs> after uh, some footage and what I knew would go on up there. But uh, no, he's uh, he's done very, very well just to take one day to recover. So well done, Sam. I'm, I'm, don't worry. I'm. Uh, it might have been my first Darwin trip, but I've I've done a few racing carnivals before, Chris. Yeah. So it's, you sure uh, have. Yeah, I I I, I, uh, I know how to work it, and uh, it's uh, yeah. And I reckon I'll just keep doing it. I'll I'll just keep doing it to to try and improve my uh, improve my carnivals going forward. But gee, Andrew, uh, you would have to be so happy with how it all went. I know. Um, I, I was so impressed with. Um, uh, such a big crowd, such a great turnout, and just great racing. Yeah, the uh, the carnival uh, overall, guys, was uh, was outstanding. Um, that last week, um, Sam, you saw some of it. Uh, it's such a busy week um, with the four race days and ten days, uh, and of course all the um, extracurricular activities as well. With the luncheon on the Thursday, the tried horse sale, the uh, the cocktail party at uh, Parliament House on uh, Friday night, the ball on the Saturday, the Calcutta on the Sunday. And it all culminates on the Monday with um, with the big day. And, yeah, big crowd, not quite sure of the final numbers. Had to be 16,000 if there was one. And uh, it uh, was a safe carnival, uh, which is um, um, all important, of course. We, um, we had uh, only one very minor uh, tumble early in the carnival, and thankfully that rider uh, never missed a day. Uh, she was fine, uh, rode the next meeting. Um, so all in all, um, I think um, uh, post COVID, the first post COVID carnival that we've uh, we've had here in Darwin. Um, hats off to um, all the team of the Darwin Turf Club was a big um, a big undertaking. Still, uh, a few things to improve upon. Of course, you you never rest on your laurels, but um, it was certainly a, a great carnival all round. Saturday, uh, obviously there's seven races on Saturday, and and uh, the highlight being the Palmerston Sprint, but. Uh, Gary Clark was uh, had a big presence on Saturday. He he had a fantastic carnival overall, didn't he? But yeah, Mister Mister Cashman getting the money there, and uh, he's a horse in super form. Yeah, and Sinclair, of course, won the Palmerston on uh, on Saturday for Gary, and uh, and then on Monday he looked like he could uh, have anywhere up to half a dozen winners on the program. As it turned out, I think he had four wins, two seconds, and a third on Cup Day and, of course, did the big double with Sincline on the Saturday and uh, playoffs, who was uh, mightily impressive, winning uh, for Jared Todd, who also did the double, of course, uh, in the Cup on Monday. I don't think there's any excuses for the beaten lot. Um, the uh, West Australian horse, he was, uh, on the face of it, disappointing. 
had his chance uh, to my eye and was beaten a fair way out. Uh, Kionic uh, ripped home strongly to run second. And, uh, and Gary's uh, second uh, second representative, Valabar, was a good, uh, tough run as well to run third. They broke the track record, so they never loiter in the Darwin Cup. They go hell for leather from uh, Barrier Rise at the 2050, and um, no let-up, but just a lovely ride from Jared Todd. Drew out wide, um, got into a great spot uh, uh, down the back, and, uh, and uh, had the race probably in safekeeping a long way out. So Andrew, yeah. I, I, I must say that um, on the uh, on the Saturday we uh, spent, or our group, I uh, was with the Chevallo group uh, from Adelaide, and, and we went out to the casino. We we're in the sports bar there and having a few bets, and and we had a good day. And then that went on to Sunday. We went to uh, uh, Hotel Darwin. Uh, we did the the broadcast with Miles Fitzner, myself, and Campbell Brown. SEN there and we tipped up a storm and so I was going into Darwin Cup meeting just dead set confidence was up, chest was out and I was ready to go, I could not pick my nose on uh, Darwin Cup day, I just kept going the wrong way I I thought Gary Clark would win the first four and the first two stung me massively uh, but then he started to get a run on but I must say, and I was with that you know, um, what I'm getting at is I was with that horse of Brad Rewillers and, you know, I, I watched it, and uh, uh, from where I was, that first couple of furlongs, and Brad, you could see him using him up, using him up to get not too far away, and I thought, you're riding this horse too close. You know, he all he wants to do is come back underneath you and relax, and, and he just sort of had it. But it was, you know, uh, it was one of those things, like I think playoffs still wins anyway, but I just wonder if that horse, he, he half spat the dummy because it, he didn't appreciate the pressure that was on, I reckon, in that race. It's a high-pressure race, Sam. And, and look, you, you make some very good points there. He, uh, when he won the metric mile, he hadn't raced um, for many months. He hadn't raced since October 21. He, uh, he raced pretty fresh that day. He was up trailing the leaders uh, in a lovely spot and just travelled so well, let down so well over the concluding stages. The other day, you're right, the pressure was on from uh, Barrier Rise, um, yeah, yeah, no criticism of Brad. He put him in. Uh, he put him in the right spot. But um, down the back, watched him a couple of times. And I thought, well, you're just niggling away a little yeah. bit. And then across the top, he was um, he was a spent force, and uh, he was he was well and truly beaten. And, and, and you're right, it mightn't have made any difference. I think playoffs was um, beautifully prepared, beautifully ridden, right place, right time, right weight, and um, and um, living the dream. Um, disappointing on the face of. It. But um, he'll live to fight another day. That's a Still a big effort to come to Darwin. First up for many, many months when a uh, when a metric mile might have uh, might have just you know took taken the edge off him. Uh, but as you say, it's a it's a pressurised race. It always is every year, and um, you've got to have a tough bugger up here to to win uh, to win races in Darwin. As you might have heard us say on the uh, coverage guys, or you may not have, Gary Clark could train winners anywhere in the world. He is a he is a high quality horseman, and Darwin is. You know, in my experience, and I've been lucky to travel and uh, and see a lot of racing all over the place. Darwin training in Darwin is as hard as training anywhere in the world. Yeah. The conditions that the guys have to um, put their horses uh, under, and the uh, and the stresses, and the strains, and the heat, and the dirt, and and the humidity. Um, yeah, Gary Clark's uh, uh, he, he could he could mix it anywhere in Australia, or if not the world. Just with the horse uh, playoffs, guys. Um, Andrew, you might know more than Sam, but. Does he now go back to Kieran Maher and David Eustace, or does he stay with David? Uh, stay with Gary Clark? Look, I would think the former, um, Chris. Um, obviously, the yeah. 
carnivals uh, a different level to anything else we have here in the top end. It'll be great to think we could keep him here, but I, I, I would think that he'll head back south. Um, hopefully we see him again next year. Um, you know, winning the race with 59 on um, on Monday would suggest to me that um, he could come back, uh, maybe carry 61 and a half, something like that next year and be very hard to beat again. Was uh, And, you know, uh, it was good to see Curly up there. Kieran Ma, he... Um... He, I could tell, um, you know, he had that, that, that whole camp of playoffs, they had a lot of confidence in that horse, didn't they, going into the race. Uh, I was talking to Titch Greaves before the race, and he said, this will just win, Sammy. I'm telling you, this will win. And they are <laughs> oh, dead set. But they, they, they were all very confident going into the race. But they were. You're right, Sam. Yeah, well, he did get out. He got out to a really backable price. I suppose the majority of people were either in one camp or the other, either in the Living the Dream camp or the Playoffs camp. I uh, went the wrong way. That's not unusual. Wouldn't be the first time. And, um, and of course, Clarkey, uh, Clarkey did me again. Uh, but um, great, for, great for the whole team. I mean, it's been a really tough year for um, the Clark stable with uh, the loss of... Um, the loss of Guy uh, late last year, and um, to do the the double, the Palmerston and the Darwin Cup, and 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 of course the other double, the Alice Springs Cup and the Darwin Cup. I, I I had a look back yesterday. I don't think, and I can't find. I don't think anyone's done the uh, the three in the one year, the Alice Cup, the Palmerston, and the Darwin Cup. I, I stand to be corrected, but I can't find it. I'll um, I'll have another bit of a look when I've uh, got me head in the game. Isn't it funny? Uh, the other thing I, I was, uh, you know, I was, well, I was not uh, aware of, but the top jockeys that have won the um, uh, Darwin Cup is, yeah, it's quite amazing. Like even back to Jeff Lane going up there and, and uh, you know, my dad always used to say that uh, he he said Jeff Lane was just a, a beautiful jockey and um, uh, it was, yeah, I, I was looking uh in the race book before the race, and I was thinking, where are we? You know, over the years, uh, they get some big hitters up there. Oh, they do. When you when you have a look at uh, the, the the role of honour there, you're 100 percent right. The likes of um, Greg Hall, um, Neil Payne, um, Darren Beedman, Stephen King, Paddy yeah. Payne, um, Stevie Arnold, uh, Craig Williams. Um, who else we got there? Um, Payne won it again in 2002. Chris Munts. Um, Shane Cale and Mark Pegas, Nathan Stanley, the Bantam was here uh, over the weekend. Good to see him. Uh, Robbie Frad, Stephen won it another couple of times. Stevie Arnold with Hawks Bay, of course, and Huey Bowman, who you know <laughs> we probably left one of the best to last here, and, <laughs> and of course um, the two-time winner Peter Hall. So yeah, it's a great a great honour roll. Uh, that was Toddy's second um, cup, of course. He won it on royal request back in 2017. He rode um, 15 winners during the carnival to Jared. Uh, and Gary trained 17. I think the record was set last year by Gary with 19 wins. So he started off a little slowly. I know they won the Guineas on day one, but um, a little slow, but he finished with a flourish on Cup Weekend with with, uh, plenty of winners, and to train 17 winners over the eight days is is, uh, a pretty big effort. And it's amazing what uh, a bit of warm weather will do in the winter down south and draw all these jockeys and... uh, and, and over some of the names you've mentioned there over the last 30 years or so, uh, all coming from down south. The trip away to get some sun on the back does wonders, doesn't it? Oh, they, they love it. Uh, talking to Brad Rewiller, of course, he, he, that was his second uh, trip to Darwin to ride. He's uh, been here on the odd occasion fishing with uh, Brother Nash. And uh, yeah, he, I think his last trip to Darwin was about 2010 or 11. 
Um, but uh, yeah, obviously he won the metric mile. He won a race uh, over the weekend as well. Didn't get the desired uh, result on Monday. But uh, that said, it was great to have uh, a rider of the calibre of, uh, of Brad Rewilla here, 25-time Group 1 winner. And, um, and yes, we, we, uh, you know, we had Jason Maskeel here. We had Anthony Darman and rode a winner on, uh, on Cup Day. Uh, Johnny Keating so, and Dean Holland. So good to have those interstate riders uh, yeah. that uh, come to the carnival as well. Yeah, well, I can tell you, uh, he was on the, uh, Dharma was on the same flight as Campbell Brown uh, coming up and uh, Brownie asked him what his rides were like and he said, no, I'll struggle. And he goes out and wins on Mr. Monaro. Well back, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, w- one of the only winners I backed all day, boys, uh, Mr. <laughs> Monaro in the first. <laughs> I, I, no, I picked a few. I mean, uh, Rising Sphere looked a good thing on the day. We will remember, I think, a really promising horse, as is the Mistral. Um, so I think, um, yeah, some good winners out of... Uh, out of Saturday, Flying Start was another one that I think's um, got a real future. So look to those uh, horses, which are territory-based horses uh, and newcomers, most of them, to be here and, and to really make their presence felt um, uh, in the next 12 months as we lead to the car. I think we will remember, looks a real good stayer in the making for Gary Clark, of course, races in the Vivolfield Colours, GNC Pastoral. Um, the Mistral, he looks a, a, an up-and-comer as well. And Flying Start, don't be surprised to see him in the Palmerston in 12 months' time. Just on the Palmerston, this, the winner of the Palmerston sink line uh, was formerly trained in, in New South Wales by Chris Lees. He had 15 starts uh, in your neck of the woods. He's missed the place once and ran four. He's an unbelievably consistent horse. Yeah, he's got a great record. I've, I've been a fan of him since uh, I first saw him here in Darwin, guys. He um, he just was one of those horses that, um, that took the eye, but um, he's, this campaign he's just furnished. He, he's, a, he's a bigger, stronger horse. Um, Gary's done a marvellous job with him. He's raced, of course, by a lot of the good um, stable clients, including Peter and Leanne Montgomery. Um, of course, um, uh, Simone's parents um, raced by Kevin King. Craig Lamley has had a lot of good horses, including Fink with the stable, former uh, chairman of the uh, Alice Springs Turf Club for many, many years. So good um, team of owners there. And uh, in my word, they um, they were uh, delighted to win that uh, that Palmerston on Saturday with Sinclair. He's, he's going to be um, very hard to hit off, I would dare suggest um, as horse of the year he'll no doubt be sprinter of the year here in the top end and, and with his record um, I think um, horse of the year honours could well be coming his way Can you tip us into a winner on Saturday at Alice? Oh, <laughs> let, me, let me have a look let me have a look boys I think um, I think young Dakota Gillette will get her first win on the board on uh, in Alice on, uh, on Saturday uh, Dakota's only had a licence uh, for a very short time. Of course, she's the daughter of Terry and Leanne Gillette. Terry, um, former jockey and uh, very, very good trainers, both um, Terry and uh, Leanne. I think I think young Dakota with the four-kilo claim uh, could certainly get on the board on Saturday. Probably Valley Prince in the first, and uh, that's justified in the fourth. They'll both be pretty short, but um, uh, might be sitting steer jobs, I think. So good luck to Dakota on Saturday in Alice. Andrew, what about uh, what I am going to tip you into is, uh, well, I'm sure you probably already know, but the crocodile at Snappy Rocks. How good does it go? Outstanding. I could have, I've could have, i eaten two bowls of it. Some good restaurants in Darwin, boys, isn't there? There's some really good restaurants here. Uh, uh, you'd, uh, you know, you go a long way to find better food here. And, of course, the seafood in the top end always, uh, always great, the fresh barrer and, uh, and what have you. But... Uh, Pleased you enjoyed yourself, uh, Sammy. We'll um, have to catch up again uh, in the near future, and hopefully he'll be back again uh, next year. And you too, Chris. Um, you've got it's a bucket list event, the Darwin Cup Carnival, and yeah, you've got to definitely. be here last week. 
we'll be we'll be back again. That's for sure. And uh, you know, I know uh, all the guys from Ballpark Entertainment and the, and the Ream crew that we were with and Chavello, they they just absolutely loved it. So um, uh, they. Yeah, they, I, I reckon I took this thing out of a few of those Chevalier boys on the last day. They were, they, they. I, I said, I'll meet you down the street for a beer, and they go, We can't have a beer. We can't have another one. I said, Come on, oh, got a lift. You're, you're, you're too good for them, Mum. You know, there was a there was a truckload of people here. Obviously, um, uh, guy Mulcaster, the uh, the man that bought Winks, um, guy was here with his wife, and uh, he he was raving at the ball to me just how good. It, um, the, uh, the Cup Carnival was and said, I'm going to bring back 30 blokes next year. And um, there was a lot of visitors, a lot of interstaters. And um, overall, top-class carnival, um, you know, a few, few uh, learning um, learning experiences, as there always is. Pretty new management team here at the Darwin Turf Club, but um, I'm sure they'll take a lot out of uh, their first run and be, and be better for the gallop next year. Well done, Andrew, and look forward to catching up. Good on you, boys. Thanks very much uh, for calling uh, Thanks, over, the, uh, over the carnival. Been great talking to you. No worries. There's Andrew O'Toole for Darwin Turf Talk. Uh, what a week it was. Uh, great racing and just a, a great carnival. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Next on Darwin Turf Talk, we have the jockey of the carnival, Jared Todd. He is dead set cleaned up uh, this year. There is no doubt about that. And Probably a little bit of a uh, slow start on on Cup Day, but uh, he got rolling, and it was it was all good from there. Jared, uh, it was a weekend to remember. Yeah, that was for sure. Yeah, um, definitely a weekend to remember. To get to get one of the features is a is a great great achievement and, and great thrill. But to get both of the main features, yeah, you couldn't ask for any better. Let's wind the clock back to uh, Saturday. I was I was uh, in the casino Saturday with with a group of blokes from Adelaide, the Chevalo group, and uh, we were uh, on the punt all afternoon. Now I was tipping Cam really strongly uh, there, uh, but the winner Star Monsoon. It was too good. Yeah, look, he, he's a, he's the real up and coming horse. Um. The captain, other stable mate, he, he was a benchmark horse. He'd been a tremendous horse and, and, and still is going good. And going into the race, honestly, I'd, it was going to be flick of the coin. I actually was going to lean towards the captain, but it all come down to barrier draws. And when the captain drew the widest, um, if the captain can't get to the fence and lead, he's a he's a four or five length worse off horse. Like he's one of them horses. If he gets to the fence, he's just about near enough un- unbeatable. Yeah. But when he drew that gate, I thought it was probably a near impossible task. So. That's what made me lean towards side um side cam. But um Sinkine, sorry, but Sinkine, yeah, like he's he's a real smart horse and I reckon he's gonna get even better next year. Uh so, uh yeah, and now what about um well we'll we'll go we'll we can talk about uh your rides on, on, on the day, uh Saturday and then going into uh Monday anyway. Um the other one the other horse that I had something on was Tommy Logan's horse, Malibu Edition. It was like it looks like a bit of a half a cockroach the way it races, doesn't it? Was it a bit all over the place? Well, yeah, look, he, he is a horse. Honestly, with a bit of ability, I only had the one ride on him before Saturday, and I won on him. Um, gate two was probably the worst gate, especially coming back from his last start, coming back from a mile to thirteen hundred. Um, if he's a horse that can't, gets in the kickback, he seems he, he spent most of his race climbing. He yeah. he wasn't real comfortable, and just from that gate, no matter where I went, I couldn't get out of the kickback. 
So he spent more more of his race coming back in my lap than going forward. So to him finish where he did, it was still probably not a bad run. But yeah, I think if he drew out a wider gate, you would have seen a different horse and he would have been right in it. Mr. Cashman in the third, uh, he was never, ever going to get beaten that small field. Nah, I do a lot of work on this horse. He's, he's not the easiest horse to ride and um, I ride him every morning and he was originally going to run on the day before that in the same race as Rising Sphere. And I said, to, I pleaded to Gary, I said, please separate them. I said, honestly, I said, they'll both win. But I said, obviously, they can't both win if they're both in the same race. So it was fortunate enough there was a race for him on that day and he was able to separate them and both horses ended up winning. But I was, I had no doubt leading into it. I said to Gary, he will not get beat. He was just flying the horse. And I know it was only a four-horse field, but even if it was a full field the way he was going, he was on in the zone. And, and I, I literally labelled him, which I don't normally do. And I said to Gary, you won't get beaten. He raced accordingly and won super. Oh, jeez. If only you were at shenanigans on uh, on Friday night, you could have just given me the mail. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I said, and you know yourself, Sam, jockeys are the worst judges, but I, like I said, I, I do all this horse's work on him. He's one of them horses, and he always works good anyway, but just his whole demeanour, his he was just a really happy horse, and he was thriving, and I said to Gary, honestly, he... he Without sounding cocky, I didn't think bad luck could beat him. He was just in a real good head space, and um, and like I said, I, I really said he'll just win. And when I come back, Gary don't say much. He's a man a few words, but he just gave me a wink and said you were spot on. And I said no, nah, well, I knew this horse was going good, so uh, he won really good that day. Man, he, he dropped plenty in grade, and uh, and he went up in the weight. The weight, the weight rise just didn't seem to worry him at all. No, no, like I said, look, he. He's not an over big horse, so obviously when you get up in the weights, it is a bit of a concern. But while he's still in that grade, I think he's a capable horse that is probably an open class horse, especially up here. But if he was to carry that weight and say something like a, a Parmesan or something, he might struggle a little bit. But while he was sort of down in that same grade, I don't think weight was an issue, and, and he proved that on the day. Manly Cove was honest enough. He he's a really nice horse. He's we've had a few little hiccups with him through the way, nothing major, but little setbacks and. He raced enormous the start before, and he just got beat. He probably deserved that win, but just a better horse than the day beat him. But probably just on the quick backup was the only thing against him. Like, he looked and felt a million bucks, but he might be just a horse, I think, spaced a little. You'll see the best of him. So I just don't think the backup suited him, and he just sort of raced that little bit on the flatter side. And then you take out the, the big one, the Palmerston Sprint. It was a good race, wasn't it? Uh, had good depth to it, that race. Yeah, like... When the draws come out, I was actually wrapped with the draw I got off. Like, I drew seven, which was obviously just, just sort of one or two spots out from the middle. But Palmerston's always a high-pressure race, and he's a he's a good horse that can either... I've led on one on him, and I've got back last on one on him. So he's pretty versatile in that fact. And we had a plan to sort of... I, I sort of said to Gary, you know, I can I honestly see us sitting fourth, fifth in the run, sort of hopefully one off or even three deep with cover. But, and it actually panned out beautiful. They were three abreast. I sat just in behind them. I had the option to go to the fence, but he's a horse. He's a horse that is a lot better with a bit of room. He, he will let down better when he has got a bit of clear air. So it was really good. I was racing by myself. I had options. I could either go to the fence or stay, and I just stayed one off. Had had cover and waited till he straightened, got to the outside, and he just really exploded. He went really good. Now this is a horse that I'm interested to know about uh, because I'm wondering. I, I was tipping you to win the first four races uh, on Cup Day, and I was. Went strong on Petria, tipped all the Ream group into Petria, and uh, and it was my tip in the Punish Club, and it was it was a bit scratchy from the gate. I don't know if it suited being 
it just didn't look comfortable in the run, was it? Is that fair? Yeah, it was. It sort of didn't start off the day real good for Trees. Like I said, he, he's a nice uh, horse. He had a lot of ability, but he's a little bit older now. But in the right race, he's, he's competitive. But uh, they sort of jumped and went really hard. Like, I know it's Darwin, but they went really hard for the first probably furlong. And then they just completely, like, the speed went out of it and they just congested. And it was just a bunched race. And, like, I sort of was sort of stuck. I was sort of three deep with cover, but I sort of wasn't going good enough to go forward but they were going slow enough that he was he was too keen to come back so we sort of just had to sit there and then it was a sprint home and we're basically where you were in the run is where you finished so it was one of them um muddling run races which definitely didn't suit him and he's a lot better horse than that and, and a better sort of run race you would have seen a different horse i think so Weird. not ideal but just one of them things i think we have to put a pencil pencil through that run it was just up through circumstances and how the race was run but he is a lot better than that, and he'll get his chance coming up. Now, with the Coney, did it pull up all right? Because I don't, I don't know if you thought, did you think there was an issue sort of uh, not far from the line? It, it was got scratchy in its action or something? Who was that? Is that a Ang- Coney? Ang- Coney yeah, yeah, the one in the second race? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, he, he, yeah, he, he's pulled up a little bit with a problem. I'm not sure if it's something to do with his knee or so ever, but he, like, he's in the box now. He's eating. He's happy enough. But, yeah, he is. He is there's something gone amiss, not 100% sure what, but yeah, um, hopefully nothing too serious. But he's, um, yeah, he's um, he's had a good excuse why he's, he's pulled up like that anyway. So. Yeah, right. Now in the third, Rising Sphere, the, this is one of the horses you uh, asked Gary to split, and he did, and they both won. Did you get another wink when he came back? <laughs> yeah, Rising Rising Sphere, he probably should have been three for three up here. He drew he drew to his first start, which is probably a bad thing. Like a lot of places you draw in, you, you're wrapped. But first first time a horse on the dirt with you know, and and there's a chance you get kicked back. You'd probably rather draw out to so avoid the kickback first start. But he jumped out, and the thing drawn just inside him, just done a a right hand turn, and literally took three of us out. And we literally got spat out the back, and that was game over. And got a lot of kickback, and he never got in stride. And it was basically just a non run, but. His next two runs, once he jumped and sort of got to his favourite role, you've seen what he was capable of. And I think he's a very smart horse that could probably be aimed at something like the Farmers and Sprint next year. Belmont Day, I was on this. Oh, dead set. I, call, I called for the music uh, straightening up. I thought, this is yeah. home. It, this it, is it, home. It, it, uh, he's a very talented horse. He's had his few little problems, issues, just a couple of little things in behind. And he's come back okay, but I'm... Not 100% sure if he's come back the horse he was, but he still feels good. I think it's more just a confidence thing now. Like, um, but, yeah, I, I thought he was home in the lightning. He he jumped clean. He's a, he's a horse. He's a free-rolling horse. He's a big tank of a horse. He'd be well over 600 kilos, I reckon. And um, He's just... You've just got to go with him. You can't dictate what you do or pull him around. you just got to go with him. And he's got a very big action and big stride on him. And um, He's a one of them horses is a free rolling horse he's not one of them you can rack and stack and try and sprint away and I just think with a couple of little issues he's had he's he, he went good but I thought he was home the other day but probably just just needed that run again so he should be right next start but yeah I, it was disappointing I thought he he was good enough to win but just obviously one on the day beat him so now Sammy said he tipped you in the first to win the first four races Jared and uh, you won one of them but he's jumped off of race five and home you came on we will remember uh, yeah, he will remember. Yeah, he he's, he's a really nice horse, which we've had a lot of problems with, and I can't take credit for that. Gary 
Clark has done a tremendous job with him. Um, he first went to Alice Springs for the carnival there. And, um, yeah, he gives Gary a lot of problems. He actually, Gary got the big uh, the big old big saddle sent up to ride him in. He um, had a few little um, issues, and he, he wasn't the nicest. He, I think he got him off a couple of times, and he's been a bit of a real problem head case, but um, just starting to come to now. And tell you what, he's, he's going to make a real nice carnival horse next year, especially in these mile races. But he's um, he impressed me, and his second win the other day, he drew a horrid gate, and... I got caught three deep the trip. I did have cover, but still I was three deep the trip, and Gigi was strong late, like it was a really good win. So I think, you know, he's he's finally grown up and, and worked out what the racing caper is. His manners have improved, and I think he'd be a real force to be dominated with next carnival, especially in these sort of mile races. But now all credit goes to Gary with that horse. He was a, a very problem horse, but Gary's got him going around good to where he is today. And I, I've been riding a lot of his work now, and he's back in a normal saddle, so... Um, I think you know, if he keeps improving and, and he will improve with a bit of a break, he'll come back a nice nice miler. Race six, Wolfburn. I think the whole of Darwin, possibly all of Australia, was on Wolfburn because this was one of the strongest tips uh, for the whole weekend. I know Milo, uh, he had the farm on it. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know what? I just reckon he was honest, but I just reckon uh, uh, it was it was still a bit of a step up for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, like you said, all this form has been in three-year-old races, and that was obviously his first race out of three-year-old and a benchmark race. But I think he's more than capable of it. I just think he's had a, he's had a good prep. He hasn't been over-raced, but he gave a really good account on um, Cup Day. I thought he ran really brave. It didn't help that we had sort of a bit of pressure. Like we, we probably didn't go as quick as what races can go up here. Like I got it soft enough in front, but I just still had a lot of eyeball and probably a good thousand from home, which doesn't matter whether you're going slow or not. It's not really ideal. Mm. Um, but from the one gate, he's another horse. He probably doesn't have to leave, but from the one, you sort of had to use it, and he's never ever cop kicked back, or he's never had kicked back up here anyway. So I sort of looked early to let one cross and try and pop out, but there was always two or three right there on the hammer. So I sort of just had to dictate and hold. And um, I thought it was a memorable effort. I think the better horse on the day beat us, but he, he gave a good kick and he beat the rest very comfortable. But he'll come back from a three-year-old and be a nice four-year-old and... He'll 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 be a really serious horse, I think. The Mistral, one of the uh, the better wins of the carnival in uh, race number seven. Yeah, very smart. I I, I like this horse. Um, I know I seem to be saying a lot of horses are smart, the ones you've been asking me about, but I think he's one of these horses that have come and, and just really adapted to the dirt racing. Um, geez, he's given me a really good feel on both occasions. He sort of he'll jump and travel, but you sort of he actually cops kick back, but he just if you're a punter, you'd watch. You go, dude, I'm not confident. Like a little way out of you're under a lot of lot of riding. He's under a lot of pressure. But when he seems to get out into the open and gets onto that right leg and the straight, he's really explosive. And he he actually puts his rivals away really easy. So I just think, um, like I said, this this little um, uh, preparation he's had up here will definitely make him. And he he's going to be a nice serious horse too. He, he he's given me a really good feel, and he's probably one of the ones I'm pretty excited about coming back next prep. Uh, autocratic was uh, he was okay. Yeah, he he look. He's a very very smart horse. He's but he's very temperamental too. Um, things don't go his way. He can just go no, nah, not today. But then when he, the game's on, he's he's very impressive. But it's it's what sort of day you get him on. Um, I think as a two year old after his first or second start, he was favourite for the for the um, golden slipper. Like that's how much they thought of him and. 
you gallop him, he'll, he's probably one of the best horses you'll ever gallop. He can gallop with anything and, and run time and just gives you the absolute best feel. But everything's got to go his way and he's got to be happy. Something slightly upsets him, he can he can just go from travelling to just turn it up. And um, Every time you go out there, we never go out there with a set plan. We just go with just go with the flow and you've just got to keep him happy. If you keep him happy, you'll see the real horse. But um, yeah... He's pretty hard to catch, and he's probably one of them horses. He's not really a good punning horse, but if you knew when he's on song, you'd you'd just back him every time because when these things go right, he's a very smart horse. Yeah, that's uh, all yours, Sammy. Righto, and then playoffs in the Cup, the Darwin Cup. So your second Darwin Cup, uh, it really was easy work, wasn't it, Jared? Oh, super! And like I said, I can't thank Gary enough. He's um. He's really good. He he never ties me down with instructions. He goes, look, you know, you know what you're doing, and you know horses like this that come up, you know, you got the owners in there, but he just leaves it in my hands, and which which straight away gives you self confidence. Like you know, you're not you're not thinking, oh, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and you know yourself as a jockey. But if you've got a trainer going, mate, you know what you're doing. It just straight away you just think, oh, how good's this, you know? Yeah. But all I said to the owners, I said, look, I've got a plan. Um, it's a bad gate. If we're in Melbourne, Adelaide, wherever, I said I'd give him a squeeze, take my time, and ho- ideally, I'd lo- I said I'd love to be fourth, fifth. That's where we used to race in Melbourne, ideally. But I said, look, there's going to be seven or eight of breath at Darwin. I said, I think we've got to go and go quick. I said, we've got to u- try and use them a little bit early. And I said, if we can get over, get it soft, I said, that'll do it. I said, if we if we try and just slot in, and then we go a furlong and a half and go, oh, no, shit, I've got to go forward now. I've got to make a move. I said, I think we've missed the boat. I said, the hell they race in Darwin? I've got to get over real quick. And I said, this is what I want to do. And I said, and then I said, I don't want to leave, but I said, I probably have to lead to get across. And then I said, I'll hopefully hand up, let one go. And that's what I want to do. And it, and, it, and it did work out exactly what I wanted. But um, yeah, I think if I if I took the approach of trying to ride like we would in Melbourne, which is, I'd love to do, but up here you just can't, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just a go, go, go. And if we had a gate, we probably could have ridden it like that. But from the gate we had, I said, we've got to, we've got to go either go forward or back. No half-heartedness, and, I'm, and I just took the ball by the horns, and that's what I done, and stuck my plan, and I'm pleased it played off. So. Does he go? Does he go back to Melbourne now? I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kieran's going to take him back, and don't know if he'll give him a freshen up or not, but they'll definitely give him a few runs and that. And yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't spoken to Gary. The owners haven't seen anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did come back and have another crack at the cup next year. So. He's two from two on the track. He's unbeaten. He obviously handles it. And um, but no, he look. He's he's got really good form in Melbourne. So all we basically had our fingers crossed was if he handled the dirt, you get you could get a horse with a lot of ability. And at the end of the day, if they don't run on the dirt, they don't run on the dirt. You can't make them. Yeah. But he's showing that he he does adapt. Um, he's got a lot of ability, and so that ticks all the boxes straight away. So. Well, yeah, there was plenty of happy connections. Well done on a great weekend, Jared. Uh, fantastic riding. And as you say, uh, big supporter, your biggest supporter, Gary Clark. Uh, you know, he deserves plenty of credit too because he turned up with the horses uh, in tip-top order. Yeah, no, thanks very much. Appreciate it. And like I said, look, big thanks goes out to Gary and Charlene and also to all the owners. Like, you're only as good as your horse you're on, and you obviously got to have the cattle. And but I just appreciate all the support they've got, and and let me ride their horses. And for me, getting the results like that is just one little thing I can do to repay them for what they've done for me. So that's worked out really good, and couldn't be happier. Good on you, Jared. Cheers. Thank you. There is Thanks, uh, Jared. Jared Todd uh, and.
takes out his second Darwin Cup. And, uh, yeah, he's one of the leading jockeys uh, up there and uh, rode up an absolute storm. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. It is Darwin Turf Talk and one man that has been very busy in recent weeks uh, for the big weekend is Grant Jewsbury, the Darwin Turf Club CEO. And Grant, I tell you what, uh, well, I was there for the for the weekend. Uh, well done to you and all the team because what a fantastic weekend of racing. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. It was a, a very, very good end to an eight-day carnival that uh, the team has put on. Um, so very pleased to get through my first carnival. Um, relatively unscathed. We've got a few things to sort out for next year, but um, no, very pleased at the way the eight days panned out. Now, if, if uh, I've got my information right here, Grant, you said it was your first carnival. I'm just uh, doing some research here, but if I've got the right Grant Dewsbury, you spent a lot of time overseas before coming back to Darwin. Yes, yes. Uh, my wife and I spent about 10 years away, um, overseas, away from Australia. Um, but been back in Darwin now for about 13 years. Um, my daughter was born here. My son was born in London um, and my daughter was born in Darwin. So we've, uh, we've got a multicultural family. Um, but uh, no, very pleased to be back um, and back, you know, back in Darwin where I grew up. Uh, have you always been involved in, in horse racing, Grant? Um, not, not from a work perspective. Um, certainly I've owned horses and, and loved going to the races for a long time. Um, I met my wife at the Melbourne Cup um, on a boys' trip from Darwin. So horse racing's always been uh, a fascination, a, a passion of mine. So... Um, look, working for a race club now is almost a dream come true. Um, great job, great atmosphere. Um, so, yes, I'll say horse racing's been involved in a big part of my life for quite some time. And from your viewpoint, the uh, the carnival itself, crowd-wise and everything, I know it's hard to probably measure against other carnivals in the last few years. One, because you haven't been in this role, but the other with COVID. But it, was it everything that you were hoping for? Yeah, look, um, anecdotally, we, we, we are um, doing very well visitation-wise. Yes, last year was COVID-impacted. The year before, we had a reduced carnival of, of only four days. So when you compare against last year, we're sort of that 20 to 25% up on visitation. Um, so very pleasing to see that. A um, lot of interstate travellers um, up this year, which was great to see. So, look, we, we, we look forward to next year and, and ensuring that we grow this carnival um, continuously, um, clearly uh, within the limits of our footprint. Um, but, you know, we can certainly do things better and, and, and let's, hopefully, uh, let's hope bigger next year. So, as you touch on, Grant... Oh, go on, Chris, sorry. I was just going to say, it just seems to be, before you, you go, Sammy, just this, seems to be one of those carnivals where... Everyone seems to have a good time. I've never, ever heard of anybody that's been to Darwin Cup and come back and said, well, that was very, very, uh, um, you know, very ordinary. Didn't enjoy myself at all. <laughs> never heard it. Everyone has a great time. 
the weather's such a great draw card being so cold, uh, cold in some of those uh, southern states, but it just seems to be a very happy place. Yeah, look, I'm happy to hear you say that um, because we, we, do, we do get complaints. Uh, all hospitality venues get complaints. Um, and, and look, for us, we treat them as learnings. We don't always get things right, um, but we try to improve and, and make the experience for our uh, visitor, uh, you know, that happy experience. So, look, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, we, we certainly can improve at what we do. Um, but look, the Darwin Cup Carnival um, is really, you know, I've heard it be called a, a bucket list event. Um, yep. It is a unique experience. It's a great um, change to the southern winter um, to come up here and experience some warm, dry, although it's pretty overcast and cloudy today. Um, the weather the weather you can't complain about, um, although it all do, always does seem to heat up that few degrees on cup day. I don't know whether it's the number of people on course or the gods <laughs> saying that uh, they, want us, they want everyone to, to enjoy the heat. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and I, I know I was only there uh, just two days in and, and talking back home to uh, uh, family members and my brother asked me, you know, what it was like. And I said, it's, it's, uh, it's like a warnable carnival in shorts and thongs. Uh, and, and then on that, uh, we did an outside broadcast from a hotel Darwin on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, there was a corner of that, uh, beer garden was, it was, uh, had a huge warnable, uh, presence, uh, people that from Warrnambool that it, that had traveled up for it. And, Talking to those guys, they they come every year. They just absolutely love it, and it seemed like there was so many people that uh, obviously have, have just been doing it year after year. Yeah, it, it, it is. We do get a lot of repeat visitation, um, and it's great to see. You know, the caravan parks are full. All our hotels are full. Um, it's difficult to get in and out on a plane. Um, I was I had a friend out camping the other week and, and he said there were it was a, like a, a, a trail of caravans on their way north um, so it, it's a great experience um, and look we uh, with, with COVID coming out of COVID now we um, you know the hospitality industry um, is always struggling to find good staff um, we even door knocked at caravan parks so we had a lot of um, those grey nomads giving up their hospitality to come work for us, um, which was great to see. Gee, that's fantastic. And I, I know, uh, obviously, where we were, uh, SEN uh, ha- had that marquee or half of that marquee with the Ream Group and, and Chevallo, and uh, we could not have asked for a better spot. Like, that was just fantastic. And I think because it was uh, – you were up a bit, you got a little bit of a breeze that came through, which made it uh, all the more comfortable. Yeah, look, it was a hot day Monday. Uh, fortunately, we had some breeze uh, in the later part of the day. Um, the flags were at full mast. They were blowing uh, quite significantly. So, look, that breeze did help and, and any sort of vantage point you had um, for, for hospitality was, you would have appreciated that breeze. Um, but look, for the, for the general punter, it was a pretty hot day. Um, and look, we, we, we try and put up as much shade as we can. Um, it's a it's an extensive process get bumping that in for one day, um, but uh, look, we 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 hope that our serviceability of those um, people on course was uh, was adequate to relieve the heat. Grant, did you win? Did you back a winner? 
Look, I did. Um, only in the last, I had a I had a bit of a flutter. I was um, taking on this job uh, has sort of curbed my punting a little bit because um, I'm sort of focused <laughs> on other things at the races nowadays. But look, um, Jared Todd and Gary Clark are a lethal combination. They've won just about all the feature races this year. Um, they had a successful carnival. Um, so look, I, I did like playoffs. Um, run earlier in the carnival and yes i did manage to back the winner of the last which is always a nice way to finish the day and the carnival well done yeah well well, well done well well done uh on the whole carnival and especially uh the weekend just gone it was outstanding and uh i'll definitely be uh coming back uh for next year that's for sure we had an absolute ball in the and the whole uh group from SEN and, and Ballpark Entertainment was it was just uh, outstanding. It was so well done, and uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be hard to do it any better. I would have thought. Well, I do appreciate those comments, um, but we always strive to do things better. But uh, look forward to having you back next year and um, enjoying another 2023 carnival. Thanks very much, Grant. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it. There is Grant Jewsby, the Darwin Turf Club CEO, and uh, he would be thrilled with how things went uh, over the weekend, uh, that is for sure, and finished nicely. Chris O with a winner, playoffs. Yeah. It was funny uh, uh, talking to Andrew O'Toole, you know. It was, that was it. It was either playoffs or the uh, or the B Gorilla mm. one, and, uh, yep, I went the other one. I wish I had I think we all playoffs. did. <laughs> We all did. I don't know anyone that went playoffs way. But, uh, but, uh, Miles yeah. Fitz, well, Miles well, Fitz did. Uh, yeah, no. It was, well, there you go. It's terrific. He, he he did well, Grant, because uh, if he's had one bet over the carnival there and he's <laughs> saved it until the cup, the last race on the last day, well, he's going home in front. He's disciplined. <laughs> he's very disciplined. Righto. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with the Darwin Turf Talk uh, podcast. Thanks for joining in.